You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on the show, I'm talking with Joshua Sanchez. Joshua, thanks so much for talking with me today. Oh, thanks for having me. Joshua, you're talking to me from Brooklyn. It's uh, August 31st in 2021. How, how are things in Brooklyn? I've been asking people that throughout the pandemic because things just... Just keep changing. I don't know where you are in Brooklyn, but but how are things at the moment in terms of the pandemic and just the neighborhood? Um, you know, things are uh, still pretty weird. <laughs> um, right. It seems like, um, you know, over the summer, it kind of, uh, there was like a sort of looser vibe in Brooklyn than, you know, um, than there has been in the past with just people being vaccinated and kind of going out and started to feel a little bit more back to normal. But I think now with, with like the Delta variant and, and also people kind of going back to work, I guess, um, you know, it feels a little bit more kind of on lockdown. Um, Mm. But, uh, but, you know, I live in Bushwick. um, So it, it's, it's still pretty lively out on the streets, but it's not, you know, um, not, not like it was <laughs> before. It's still pretty quiet, I guess. Qu- quieter than, than it's probably, uh, it was before the pandemic. And what are you working on at the moment? What are you in, involved with in terms of your own work? Um, I have a few things, uh, happening right now. I'm, um, I'm primarily a, a filmmaker, so I, I'm working on a new feature film project. Um, it's kind of something I wrote during COVID um, about sort of um, Brooklyn uh, and about my neighborhood um, during COVID. Um, that's called Feedback. So I'm I'm uh, it's a, it's a it's a narrative feature film. So I'm working on that and I'm hoping to shoot it next year sometime. Um, and so then let, let's uh, talk about you. Okay, yeah, go on. So that you're working on that on feedback, and um, and and what else? Um, well, I I have a few writing projects that I'm doing. Um, uh, I've been working on a, a, um, a sort of photography zine um, that I made uh, over um, COVID that sort of uses like yearbook photography um, and sort of um, short um, poet, poetry um, and I've been sort of putting that together as just sort of a side project I don't really like I've never really done anything like that before but it's sort of like this other part of my creative process that I've been toying with so those are kind of the two things that I've been working on lately Let's talk about both those more. Yeah, I, I love that you're making that zine. I'd like to talk about that. But first, um, feedback. Can, can you tell me a little bit about how that's how that's developing and what that is exactly? Sure. Um, yeah, it's um, you know I think it was like pretty common situation that people you know um, kind of shifting into being at home a lot were. Um, sort of figuring out how to make things during that time. Um, you know, and people did that in all kinds of ways, you know, um, like my, my partner, you know, learned how to knit 
and it's been <laughs> that's been sort of a big cool. part of his life. Um, uh, but he did it before that. That was that was something that that's a pandemic um, kind of skill, so to speak. Because that was. Yeah, no, he to- he didn't knit at all um, before before the pandemic, and he, you know, um, it was just kind of one of those things like, oh, I'll just I'll just learn how to do this because we're at home all the time, so we have like extra time. So, um, but he got really really into it. Um, so now he's like got a little sort of side hustle going on with these scarves and hats that he knit. But anyway, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I love that. Uh, but anyway, I, you know, as a screenwriter, I, I just started to think like, well, what, you know, what kind of stories can I make out of this? You know, like what, what kind of stories can I tell, um, about this time? Um, more just as like an exercise, I think, than anything else. Like, you know, can I, can I write something about this time kind of situated within quarantine that, um, is sort of about like the time that we're living in. So, um, it's a story about two, um, two guys that meet, um, uh, uh, and have like formed this sort of romantic relationship during COVID. Um, but they meet at an online, um, uh, sex party. Um, so, you know, I'd read an article and, and had like a couple of friends that, you know, we're getting into that kind of stuff. So, you know, I just thought like, oh, that's an interesting thing that's happening that people are kind of connecting in that way online, you know, as we all were sort of like communicating online um, in various ways, like if you, you know, being at work and being on Zoom all the time. So I just thought like, well, can I tell like a very simple love story about these two people um, during this really crazy time, but that it's, that's almost, entirely told over the internet. Um, so that's kind of what I'm, I'm working on in terms of the of feedback. That's the, the film I'm working on at that's the moment. That's exciting. That's interesting. So let's talk a little bit more about that. The, the two characters in the film, that's um, Colin and Dan. Is that correct? Yes. And so, I mean, just to get into it a, a little bit more, um, Dan is is more conservative. His family's kind of right wing, and is that part of like the the narrative in here? Because that is certainly uh, kind of like drawing from this whole time this idea of people who are I don't know attracted to each other, falling in love, also having different political points of view. Is there different right. political points of view there, or is that just his family and background? Yeah, um, yeah. The, so you know, I was really inspired you know, like, well, inspired and also just, you know, um, sort of overwhelmed with, with the, you know, the whole of like going through the last election cycle, um, and just the intensity of all of that. Um, and also thinking just about, you know, my own, um, background, you know, I grew up in Texas and a lot of my family is very conservative. So, you know, having to deal with that during the election, it made me think like, well, you know, there's so many people out there that sort of exist on, you know, maybe not like, uh, you know, on the, on the very like sort of outer edges of, of, you know, the political spectrum, but, you know, have to sort of, 
um, kind of come to terms with, with um, you know, the differences that, that we all have in that, in that arena. So, you know, yeah, I was, I was trying to, um, Dan is a very, you know, not very conservative, but he comes from a conservative family. And I think that, you know, the story also was really about like, you know, um, the, uh, the conversation that was starting to happen, um, or starting to kind of become part of the forefront of, you know, um, social justice and, you know, um, the whole situation with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor that happened that year and thinking about sort of how, you know, being complicit in a way or being silent in a way is, is a bit sort of like being complicit. Um, so, you know, the character of Dan is someone that it really is kind of apolitical, you know, he's not somebody that, um, you know, uh, I think has been sort of burned by politics and comes from a very, you know, conservative family. So I think that's his way of dealing with it. But part, partly, you know, the movie kind of goes into sort of how, you know, um, is, is that something that, you know, um, one can, you know, uh, are you, are you just being sort of like part of the, part of the problem or part of, you know, a situation that you, you know, you're supposed to be kind of uh, apathetical about, you know, um, but you in some way are are saying something without saying, you know, you're saying um, you're having a voice in the situation without saying anything. So it just kind of is is, uh, exploring a lot of those issues and uh, a lot of those situations and, you know, just in also thinking about my own conservative family and how I deal with them, you know, and how, you know, uh, one has a conversation or doesn't have a conversation with those people because they can't, you know, um, on either side, you know, they can't hear what you're saying. So um, it's a, it, you know, it's a narrative that kind of touches on a lot of those, those issues. Well, it's a tough, it's a tough conversation and a difficult narrative, I think, that kind of conversation. And we're also, of course, talking about um, a queer couple. So the idea of that conversation also taking place within, um, you know, an online sex party sounds, you know, really, really interesting. We're talking about, we're talking about politics also of, of being queer, aren't we? And, and, And what comes along with that and how people manage it, manage it or, or no. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, uh, sometimes I think it's not so clear cut, you know, especially if you're meeting somebody on the internet, um, you know, which a lot of people were, were and are doing, you know, during this time, uh, in a way that I think we've never really seen before, you know, um, I think the situation itself kind of lends itself to, um, something like this happening, you know, like meeting somebody that you're not necessarily prepared to meet, you know, um, or meeting somebody that could be completely, um, you know, that you, that you have um, sort of a preconceived notion of what this person believes and who they are and where they're from and, you know, a sort of sense of shared values. But really I think it it becomes more complicated, you know, uh, when you dig under the surface of, of who people are behind behind the screen, so to speak. 
Absolutely. And um, so, so interesting. So that film now is in what stage? Um, you're filming, you, you've written it, you're, you're filming. How does the production work for you on this? Um, I have a script and, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just working on getting it produced right now. I mean, it's a pretty small project, so I think it's something actually that I might just try to do myself. Um, so, uh, you know, it's not like a huge budget film. So, um, you know, right now I have, have a script and I'm, I'm, um, you know, uh, kind of going through a a casting process and, um, hopefully, you know, will kind of solidify the whole production of it, um, uh, as the year progresses. And let's talk about the zine. Um, I, I, I like that you're making a zine. I think zines are, um, I don't know, a great way of getting work, art, writing, you know, thoughts out into the world that's that's still kind of, uh, in a, in a sense, untouched by by the art world, you know, or or, or by right. commerce in a way. Zines really exist in their own wonderful. Uh, sort of alternate world. Tell me a little bit about about yours. What's what's in it? It's and, and how is it distributed? If it is, um, yeah. So I um, I took a poetry class um, uh, last year, also during quarantine, and um, which is something that you know I, I never really uh, have worked in in poetry, uh, written poetry. Um, and never really even read all that much poetry, but it was something I was really interested in. And um, the class was about um, uh, photography and poetry and kind of how they're, they're sort of in a way, very similar um, mediums. Um, But often the people in the class, we would have these assignments where we'd sort of like fuse the two together, you know? So um, I actually had all these, you know, and going through some of my stuff, I had all these yearbooks um, from junior high school. And for me, you know, um, being in my mid-40s, this is like the late 80s, I guess, um, was when I was in junior high school. So um, I started to sort of design this little book based on um, sort of found photos in the in the book um, that are kind of excerpted and, and sort of re-photographed, I guess. Um, the found photographs are from um, your high school? They're time? from my, 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 like my middle school. Um, so this is like, you know, yeah, like my middle school um, uh, school that I went to, to school at, the, the yearbook that I have um, from it. Um, that I've kept for forever. I'm not exactly sure why. But, uh, it's it's still in my possession. Um, but yeah, so I just started to, to uh, write these little poems based on, you know, images that I would re-photograph out of these books. And um, so, I mean, it, I think it, um, for me anyway, it's... Um, about sort of nostalgia, I guess, um, you know, and, and what those images sort of bring up for a person. Um, but also maybe framing it in terms of just um, my own kind of experience of childhood and the sort of 
um, like wonderment that can kind of be uh, experienced at that age, but also maybe like the pain of it, um, you know. Um, and what uh, age are we talking about exactly? This is like high school or, or older or younger? It's kind of like pre-teen years, you know, from like maybe 12 to 14 or something, I think is when that sort of covers, the yearbooks sort of cover that era for me. Um, and I'm in some of the book too. So, um, you know, there are photographs of me at that age. Um, so anyway, I mean, it's kind of like, an, uh, for me, it's sort of a um, about like kind of having a difficult childhood um but also about like looking back and sort of letting some of that go um but also i just really like the way it looks you know like the way that um the photographs look i think they're really beautiful and um uh there's just something sort of like sad and whimsical about it <laughs> that kind of uh inspired me i guess but um yeah, it's been a really fun project to work on, and um, I'm hope hopefully I'm I'm gonna um, get it printed sometime uh, in the next month or so, I think. And, um, and printed like what, like Xerox folded Xerox and and stapled, or how will it get printed? No, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna do it sort of like a newsprint, I think. Um, so it'll be kind of like a little newsprint um, newspaper, I guess. Um, so I think that's that's sort of the way I'm going with it, but um, it'll likely be for sale on my website. So um, I'll put it on social media, I guess, if people are interested. Okay, cool. So we'll have a, a link to that here at some point or through your website. Um, well, that's exciting to hear and cool. Uh, I think it's I think you know zines are a really interesting way to get work out there, but also this is kind of a new medium for you. You're, these are this is it's it's. Uh, bit of a memoir right i mean this is this is personal this is autobiographical and it's and it's your own poetry which is also a new a new medium for you right yeah absolutely um i think that's a good way to to put it it's sort of a, a memoir um the poems are very short you know oftentimes they're like you know a sentence um or two um so yeah i mean it's also kind of playing a little bit with like just the the um, the beauty of the the word and and you know how it can sort of invoke certain emotions um, when placed with a certain photograph. Um, mm. So, but yeah, it's been super exciting because it's it, yeah, it's it's a medium that I've never worked with before. So, um, and how is that? I mean, I interview a lot of poets here. I interview a lot of different artists, and artists experiment in a lot of mediums, but you know, in a several hundred interviews I've done, I mean, um, over a thousand now, not that many artists are, are also poets. Um, I mean, you know, I could, I, I could be wrong, but, but poetry uh, feels like another, another world almost from, from visual art. You know, poetry, it's, you know, you're so kind of nailed down in a way to, to the exact words you're using. And um, it seems like such a, sort of a precise medium. And I, I read a lot of poetry and, um, and I'm, I'm just curious how, how, you know, you feel about, about that, about writing poems for the first time and feeling good about it. I mean, I've always felt that, you know, there should be a way to write poems like you, like you finger paint, you know, you just begin, just get into it instead of being 
um, I mean, I'm talking about myself, I guess, instead of being somewhat intimidated by writing poems. And so I'm, I'm curious how you got over that, because that seems powerful and important to be able to just experiment at this point in your career with a new medium, with poetry, which is something you're, you're new to, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it kind of was a little intimidating. Uh, and I think, you know, when one, you know, um, starts to experiment with poetry and even to read poetry, I think, um, or to sort of start to discover that medium, you know, you're, 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 you're right. Absolutely. That it's a very precise medium and people that are really good at it are, um, you know, the, the, the most profound poems poets are the ones that really, I think they can sort of switch around one word or one syllable, you know, for hours and hours, you know, and try to like perfect it right. in a way that I, I don't think I ever could do that. Like, you know, as my primary, you know, uh, medium of, of, you know, but I, I actually, I kind of got into it because my partner, um, T. Cole Rachel is, a, is, is a poet and he studied poetry. So, and he also is the one that, that teaches this, this class that I took. So, um, uh, you know, it really was, so you, you was, have a lot, you have a lot of support, you know, I mean, that being your partner, that's a lot of support then for your, for your work in a sense. Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, I think, um, you know, in watching him sort of engage with his practice and also just engage with the books that he's reading. I mean, I think it, it really was sort of like a new world for me. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't know how that will continue, but it's certainly something that, um, has inspired me and I think it's always really good and really healthy for for people artists to stretch their their interest and stretch their wings you know it might actually inform a lot of what you do you know uh you know normally what you would what you would normally do in your own practice it can it can sort of inform your primary medium um in ways that are kind of unexpected and, and powerful. Yeah, so interesting. Absolutely. Uh, Josh, Joshua, what are you reading at the moment? Um, well, I just finished this book called, uh, the thing with feathers that, um, is written by Noah Stryker and it's a book about birds. <laughs> um, uh, which is another thing that I've really gotten into over the last year uh, in quarantine. Um, I got a bird feeder um, that is on my fire escape, and um, we have like a tremendous variety of different birds that come to this feeder that have really been fascinating uh, for me and. Um, so I started reading this book and it's a really fascinating book. It's, um, um, he's a pretty accomplished, um, um, bird scientist. And, um, so he writes like a, uh, a chapter, um, uh, for each, well, a, a chapter based on like a specific species of bird, um, and, and something that is sort of interesting about them. Um, so it's really fascinating. Um, you know, um, and it makes me want to um, 
get even more into um, bird watching and bird bird uh, appreciation, I guess. That's cool. Joshua, I want to thank you so much for talking with me today. I wish you well with your, your film and your zine. Um, there's more links here for people to, to learn more through your website. Uh, I want to thank you for your time and your work. Thank you for having me. It was really fun. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.